right, welcome to the Pineapple Couch with B Rob. It is episode 11, and today is December 13th. I almost said November 13th. I'm all up in my head, but uh, welcome to the show. We got a fun show for you today. It's football. I'm joined with Big by Big Dog. Big Dog, how you doing? Doing great. Good to hear that. I'm excited to talk about this weekend's games with you, as well as what's gone in the last, what's gone on last weekend in football in a little MLB free agency. Um, again, this is the Pineapple Couch with B Rob. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on iTunes or on Spotify. Excuse me. And yeah, let's get into it. Um, so we're going to start with NFL recap of last week. I think the only place really to start with that is the game of the week, potentially the game of the year. 49ers beat the Saints in a shootout in New Orleans, the type of game where you're kind of like, whoever has the ball last is going to win, and Jimmy G only needed 53 seconds there. A lot of credit of that goes to George Kittle, but uh, incredible game down in New Orleans. My notes from it were, Jimmy G looked great, I love George Kittle, and for you, Big Dog, does this win for the Niners against the Saints... And the Seahawks lost to the Rams. Solidify the 49ers as the NFC favorite. They have to be the favorite because they felt like they won the week before against the Ravens. They played them so well. And then they come in the Superdome shootout, 48-46. I loved what they're doing right now. Yeah, because I don't think a lot of people really expected that the 49ers could win a game like that. I don't think there was a lot of faith in Jimmy G, but I think this was the type of game where he came out and proved a lot of doubters wrong. We obviously are big Jimmy G guys, so that didn't surprise us, but it's really cool to see that. Um, the 49ers right now, we're going to get into Super Bowl odds in a little, but they're plus 450 to win it all. That is the best out of anyone in the NFC, and it looks like they're going to be able to secure home field advantage. Obviously, they still have a big test in Seattle against the Seahawks, so I guess nothing is guaranteed. But, I mean, that that's just a huge statement win for them. Do you have anything else on that? Even for the Saints, it kind of refreshed and made me feel better about them. It felt like both teams kind of won that game, even though yeah, you know, Drew Brees one had, had win. five touchdowns, right? The only person, Alvin Kamara. What, what is going on? I mean, I don't know what's going on with Alvin Kamara. Bad fantasy here. Anybody listening that has an idea, please let us know. I would love to know. Alvin Kamara, tell me what you're doing. Yeah, that's the thing, because the Saints, it was really cool to see them moving. Jared Cook was rolling mm-hmm. in the first quarter, and he had to, unfortunately, go out of the game because of a con- like concussion-like concussion, symptoms. Yeah. But Mike Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in football. He's unbelievable. And Drew Brees looks great. Sean Payton is a damn good coach. So I think Saints, 49ers, Seahawks, that's your class there of the NFC. All damn good teams, so that should be exciting. Um, let's go to that Seattle, that third team we mentioned. Um, they got beat down by the Rams on Sunday Night Football. The Rams' defense looks fantastic. Wade Phillips doing an excellent job there. And I guess my question to you, Big Dog, is are the Rams back? Not last year, Rams, but if Todd Gurley can run the ball 20-plus times like he did, they're a good football team, and it opens up everything. Tyler Higby went off. It- Should have started him in fantasy, but... They're good when Todd Gurley can run the ball. Yeah, and it was really, um, I mean, I bet on the Seahawks, so it wasn't good to see this, I guess, but the play calling of the Rams kind of likened back to last year. I'm not saying they looked as dominant as they did it sometimes last year, but you kind of saw that, for lack of a better word, swagger mm-hmm. of Sean McVay's system again. So that was cool. Um, they have a big game against the Cowboys this week that we will talk about. But, I mean, the Rams... Still 62 very much. to 19, last two games, they've outscored their opponents. Damn, that's a stat. The Rams are still very much in this NFC wildcard race. 
Um, let's go on to another game, two games that happened. So we had the Titans absolutely beat the shit out of the Raiders. Ryan Tannehill, since joining the Titans, is 6-1. and one. He um, is, I think, without a doubt, a lock for comeback player of the year. Absolutely. He has looked like a completely different quarterback. And I guess this goes to show you that just this guy was wasting away in Miami. Mm-hmm. And I always, like, I never thought Ryan Tannehill was good, but I, I never thought he was terrible. He seems serviceable, and I think they're yeah. already talking about a contract they're gonna extension. They're going to re him. So for seven, eight weeks. Yeah, so he's been unbelievable in his time with the Titans, so I guess good for him. And the Titans are rolling. And then, so, to set that up, the Broncos beat the shit out of the Texans. So now we got a real big-time race for the division here in the AFC. It's going to be... It's going to really come down to two because the teams play each other twice still. So Texans-Titans is going to happen two more times. That's very exciting. And they play this weekend. And the question that I think about with these two teams is, I'll, I, I guess I'll ask it to you, and this is kind of out to the audience as well, which one of these teams is real? I like the Titans. They're more consistent than the Texans, and I think consistency exactly. is the most important thing a, right now. A great team doesn't beat the Patriots and then lose by 30 to the Broncos. When you're a 10-point favorite at home. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So the Texans, Titans are 6-1. and one. When they found a quarterback and they started rolling, they're playing good football. And Derrick Henry Derrick is Henry's a, a robot. And um, weird. it's kind of been weird as opposed to other Titans teams, I guess because they had Marcus Mariota and he just sucks, but... Usually these Titans teams that have been like kind of like spunky at the end of the year, they're really defensive. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're winning these games like 17-9. But they're out there putting up above 30 points a game almost. I mean, it's, it's really cool to watch. I think it's going to be a shootout between them and the Texans. Really looking forward to that game. Um, yeah, and we'll get into that game a little more later. Let's check in on the NFC East. Oh, boy. Um, Big Dog, I'm going to kick it to you to talk about that Eagles-Giants game. But before I do, I want to let you know that the NFC East is on pace to be the worst division ever in terms of winning percentage. Can you break down that Eagles-Giants game for us that we watched on Monday Night Football? Well, it was nice to see Eli Manning back. Um, I'm glad that he's under 500 now for his career. He's 116, 117. So that'll be a fun little Hall of Fame debate. But the Eagles, they lost Jeffrey. I don't. Th- I think they're down to one true wide receiver. And Lane Johnson got hurt. Lane Johnson, yeah. They just have so many injuries, and I don't even know. I can't believe they actually won. They looked so bad for so long, and they still beat, even though the Giants are really, so bad. really bad. But that shows how bad the Giants are and how bad the NFC East is, with the Eagles still having a chance mm-hmm. and to win this division. So the Eagles barely beat the Giants. The Cowboys lose to the Bears on Thursday Night Football. We talked a little bit about that last week. Um, I don't trust either of these teams, but I'm going to throw this out there to you to see your opinion on it. I trust the Eagles more than the Cowboys, but I just don't know if they can overcome these injuries. Yeah, I am the same way. I trust the Eagles way more. I trust Doug Peterson, but I can only name Carson Wentz on their team right now and maybe mm-hmm. Miles Sanders. Yeah. I don't. That's did you it. in Zach Ertz. Um, in Zach Ertz. Did you know that they almost suited up Josh McCown as a wide receiver last weekend? Wow. I because didn't, of I wasn't the injuries. Yeah. Think about that. That's fucking insane. Josh McCown. He's like 38, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, isn't he the guy who looks like Brian of Tarth? Yeah. Okay. Um, Cowboys Rams this week. Eagles Redskins going forward. I, I believe these two teams play not this weekend, but next weekend. Right, yes. which will decide the NFC East. But um, if the Cowboys can take care of business against the Rams and the Eagles can take care of business against the Redskins, 
there's not much else to talk about. But if the Rams can beat the Cowboys, this starts to get really interesting. Um, let's move on to last night's game, the Thursday night football. The Ravens absolutely obliterate the Jets. Um, Lamar Jackson has locked up MVP. That was, I mean, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens were incredible in that game. That was one of the most boring football games I've ever watched. Not because the Ravens are boring and not good. They're very good and it's impressive. But holy fuck, the Jets suck. So bad. They're so bad. And they just they just score so fast and it's 14 nothing, and you know the Jets aren't going to be able to come back. And even and then they miss a field goal and they go for it on fourth and one in the second quarter. It could have been twenty one to ten, and then they got to stop. And it's not even because I had thought the Jets had a chance in the game. It's just I wanted to be entertained for longer than twenty five yeah. seconds. Eleven chasing eleven points a half, a lot easier than fourteen. Yeah. So um, the Ravens though are fucking rolling. They take care of the Jets. They. I think are going to lock up that number one seed. And so when you look at the playoffs, it's very similar to last year. The Patriots are going to have to go and beat or play the Ravens, I assume, in the AFC championship game. And they had to do that last year with the Chiefs, and they were able to do it. If I had to – I'm saying this because we're going to look at Super Bowl odds right now. If I had to take anyone, I'm still taking the Patriots because they're the Patriots. But, fuck, the Ravens look really good. But the one thing I will say about that is I – I'm not discrediting the Ravens at all. They look so goddamn good. Do you remember how good the Chiefs looked last year? And yeah. and your, the comment could be, though, the Chiefs didn't have this Ravens defense. That is true. But I still like the, the odds of the Patriots, if they can get that first round by, which I think they will, of them winning their first game at home. And then if it's Ravens, Patriots, and Baltimore, if they hadn't played, I would maybe lean Ravens. But they've played this year, and I would trust Belichick because of the game. How do you feel about that? I'm not going to say anything bad about Bill Belichick or Brady because yeah. I did it. I thought after the Falcons, when they beat the Falcons, I thought that was it. And they've been back to three straight Super Bowls. So. Mm-hmm. And, so that, and they have a great defense this year, so they'll be definitely prepared for the playoffs. So let's look at the Super Bowl odds. We got the Ravens as the favorite at plus 220. The Patriots are at plus 450, as well as the 49ers are at plus 450. The Saints at plus 600. Chiefs plus 700, Seahawks at plus 1,200, and Packers at plus 1,400. Those are the only teams I included because I think realistically those are the only teams that have any shot of winning the Super Bowl. I included the Packers solely out of respect for Aaron Rodgers. Um, When you're going through all those odds, I think obviously the Patriots at plus 450 is great value. Um, The Ravens are the best team in football right now, but I mean when you're that's not great value right now, so maybe you wait a little for some other team to get hot and maybe give you better odds. What jumps out to me from this, though, is the Seahawks at plus 1,200. We just talked about how great the Niners and Saints are, though, mm-hmm. but Russell Wilson at plus 1,200 when they potentially could get the number one seed in yeah, the conference so by winning at home against San Francisco, I like those odds with that, don't you? I mean, plus 1,200, it's a joke. Yeah, so um, that's something to think about. Let's transition here now. We're going to talk a little MLB offseason before we get into NFL Week 15. The big news of the week is that the Yankees signed Jarrett, Garrett Cole excuse mm-hmm. me, um, to nine years, $324 million. That is an absurd contract. It's the biggest contract a pitcher has ever gotten. Of course, the Yankees do it. Jarrett Cole, Garrett Cole, why, why do I keep saying Jarrett? Garrett Cole keeps, <laughs> um, he's already cut his hair. And shaved his face. He's already looking like a Yankee. What do you think about this signing, Big Dog? Um, I wanted the Angels to get him because the Angels really needed a pitcher, but 
I mean, how can you turn down $324 million? The Yankees are absolutely loaded. They And they're going after Hayter as well to an already mm-hmm. incredible bullpen. They have so much star power. I, it's ridiculous. I was seeing um, people like, oh, my gosh, that's so much, so much money. Why would the Yankees do that? I think that's a home run. Garrett because Cole's of the Yankees, that's why they do that, because yeah. they can They do finally it. compare great pitching with this hitting. I think it's a no-brainer. I mean, I'm pretty sure the last time they signed a giant pitcher – was it CC or Andy Pettit, and then they won in 09? CC, yeah. Yeah, and then they won. So yep. it could repeat again with Garrett Cole. Um, your Angels, they got involved. They went out and gave Rendon seven years, $245 million. You are paying a fuck ton for two offensive players, two yes. great offensive players. One of them is the greatest baseball play be- player maybe ever, Mike Trout. But you, once again, have no pitching. I think no pitching. No, you're right. Is there a way for the angels to get pitching or do you think because of the size of this contract, it's kind of like, see, I think they, so they missed out on Cole and they kind of panicked and they felt like they had to do something. Cause they'd done this before with Josh Hamilton, Pujols, CJ Wilson, and on and on. But I think there's a way to make a trade. They're in trade talks with Kluber. Okay. But but the only thing is they don't have a good farm system, so I don't know what they, don't they have can any trade. To move. They don't have any prospects to move really, besides Joe Adele, and he's off the trade market because he's a top three prospect mm-hmm. overall, and he's supposed to be part of the plan this year. Um, but Bumgarner's out there, Ryu's out there, and Dallas Keiko are like the big three okay. that I think they'll get one of those for sure. All right, well then they're I not mean, done because they. Do you think they're going to be competitive this year? They have to get two more pitchers, and then they need to get they. They're pitching so bad, and it—I mean, it's so bad. They won seventy-two games last year. Anthony Rendon, okay, that's three or four more wins. That's only seventy-six wins, Brian. You got to get to like true. ninety-two, ninety-three. And they played in the same division as the fucking. By the Astros. way, ninety-three wouldn't even cut it last year because hundred and five wins. Excuse me, hundred six wins for the Astros. And the A's got ninety-seven. Yeah, I mean that's a underrated how great that division, division has is. been consistently the A's and Astros. but maybe this whole cheating scandal they'll be a little distracted this year the that could happen or they could be more pissed off and come and kill everyone um yeah, could happen last too. bit of free agent news before we talk about what could potentially happen steven strasberg re-signs with the reigning world series champion astros seven years 245 million i don't think there's anything you can really complain about this i think they're going to have him until he's 38 now yeah 38 39 um, like that. i mean he just dealt for you in the playoffs that's a no-brainer yeah, you got to sign him. And um, you, and I completely agree with keeping Strasburg over Rendon. Because you keep Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin together. And like we saw in the playoffs, when you can have a pitching staff like that, it's very, very helpful. That's true. And they still have Soto and Turner and other mm-hmm. offensive pieces. But I still, am a, I still don't like giving huge contracts like that to pitchers. Just because I know everyone has the injury risk, but there's something about Every five days to having someone every yeah. single day. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, next bit of news is Madison Bumgarner. So we mentioned last week he wanted to re-sign with the Giants. They reportedly were not interested. And then talks, I guess, resumed between the two sides. But Madison Bumgarner's asking price has gone up because reportedly there's mutual interest between Madison Bumgarner and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Shoot me in the face. That is all I have to say about that. Fuck. Fuck, how, fuck, fuck. That sucks. Fuck the Dodgers. Fuck the Dodgers. How will you feel about him if he does that? I have no... I couldn't be mad at him because he told the Giants he wanted to resign, and he is worth every penny you sign him to because if he's on a playoff team, the dude has the biggest dick in the room. He's put on the best postseason pitching performance of all time. 
and the disrespect of the Giants to not re-sign that man really breaks my heart. And fuck the Dodgers. Fuck. And like the, I think I ah, <laughs> sucks. He's not right the now. Dodgers. No, no. I also heard the Cardinals are interested in oh, the Braves. Fuck them too. The, the Braves. Braves would be okay. I want the Angels have been linked to him as well. I like that over Keuchel and Ryu because he's like you said he's got the biggest dick in the room. I don't care if his velocity's gone down two miles per hour because when you need him most, he will show up. And I want Madison Bumgarner over Ryu and Keuchel, but I think they're gonna, the Angels will end up getting Keuchel. Fuck the Dodgers. All right, we're going to move on to NFL Week 15. We're going to start it off with the 10 a.m. games. We have the Bears, fresh off two straight wins, I believe, three straight wins, um, playing the Packers in Lambeau. The Packers are favored by four points. The over-under in this game is 40.5, and and then that Bears money line is at plus 175. Um, This game is kind of a stay away from me um, solely because I think the Packers are a little fake, and I'll pose this to you, Andrew. The Packers do not look like a team that is going to get a first round by. No, they don't deserve it compared to the Saints and the Seahawks. And it's sad that pro- it's going to be the Niners or Seahawks are going to have to go to Philadelphia or yeah. Dallas for that awful one o'clock afternoon game. Um, I know life's not fair, but I just it'll blow my mind and how loaded the NFC this, how loaded it is this year if the Packers get the two seed. I mean, but. On the on the on the other side of that, the Bears, Mitch Trubisky. I know they've been playing a little better, but I'm not 100% confident in them. The last thing I'll say before I ask you for your thoughts on this game is, you know, I love narratives, and so I sometimes irrationally will place my bets on following certain narratives. And so one of my narratives is that the Vikings are going to collapse. And so what could happen this weekend is that the Bears win. The Vikings lose, and the Rams lose, and then the Bears become a legit wild card threat. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that is a narrative I could see taking hold. Um, Big Dog, what do you got on this game? I like the Packers in this game because they're home, and true. I think, like you said, they're going to want to hold on to that second seed so bad because they know they're not that good, and they need that first round bye, and they need a home field advantage. All great points. All the more reason to do. And Bears beat... Who are the last? So they beat the Lions, and David Cowboys. Blows, Lions, and then the, the Cowboys. Cowboys who that doesn't impress me good. that much. Yeah, um, I agree with all all that, what you're saying. Um, that'll be a fun game to watch, though. Hopefully it's snowing. I love watching snow games while I sit in my warm uh, house in Southern California. <laughs> um, let's go to the next game. We got Seahawks at Panthers. Seahawks coming off that Sunday night loss to the Rams. They are favored by seven against the Panthers. The over-under in this game is 49. Panthers' money line is plus 240. I love the Seahawks here. I love them in a bounce back. I think the Panthers are done. Um, well, Brian, I got something that you'll love. Ooh, ooh. Seattle, 9-1 and one against the spread after a loss the last 10 games. Wow. That's that's all I need to hear. Um, I, I think I would try and jump on them right now if you can at minus 7. But even if it's minus 7.5, I'd still probably take that. Um, I think they're going to win by... 10 to 14 maybe maybe even more um the only thing though is christian mccaffrey could have a crazy day i guess but i love the seahawks here too many issues with the panthers right now ronda varagon they want the season to be over they're looking for off time very true let's get into our next game we got the broncos at the chiefs 
Uh, the Chiefs are favored by 10 points. The over-under in this game is 45. The Broncos' money line is at plus 375. The Broncos have been doing a little bit of spoiling with Drew Locke. Um, he starts hot. He looks like he looks like a good NFL quarterback. The Broncos have might have finally hit on someone. I I love the over in this game. I think a lot of points are going to be scored. And another thing, a little fact for you. So Drew Locke, the Broncos quarterback, his ex girlfriend is the daughter of the owner of the Chiefs. Oh God! I don't know who broke up with who, but if she dumped him. We could be witnessing a Drew Locke revenge game. I love that. I already like Denver. They're five and one. The last six against the spread. They look good. Yeah. They have a Fangio's real defense. A good coach. Maybe Drew Locke's the answer, but maybe not. It's only been a couple weeks. Yeah, I wouldn't say. I mean, the money line at plus three seventy five is so tempting, but I would rather take the points. I'm not gonna take it, but I'm. I'm I might think about it. Is there a question? A little off topic. Maybe in a year. Not next year, but in two years. Andrew Luck goes around the world. He's a little bored now. Does he come back to the NFL ever again? Oh, my gosh. That would be great. If the Chargers don't get Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence, Just, we should get Andrew Luck. Do you think he thought um, a bit, thinks about that at all? Does he I get think bored? he'll come back. I just think he needs – I mean, that's that's tough. I think Andrew Luck really has gone through some, like, just horrendous years and years of rehab – Mm-hmm. And it probably fucking sucked, and he probably was miserable. And I think if you give him time to get healthy and get his mind right, I think he does love football. I know he's been around the Colts facility this season. I hope he comes back. I like watching Andrew Luck play. I think he's a really cool guy. I like that uh, Civil War account. Have you seen that where it's like General Luck? Yeah. And he like writes home to his mother about all the games. That's a great Twitter account. Um, that'd be interesting. That's a good point. Um, do you have anything else on Broncos Chiefs? Just overall, I like Denver. I like 10 points, professional football team. True, with a good true. defense. Um, let's go to the next game. Texans at Titans. Titans are favored by three here. Over under is at 51 and a half. See, this is a weird game for me. We were just talking about these two teams earlier in the pod. The Titans are incredibly hot. The Texans just looked like shit against the Broncos. I kind of only like taking the Titans when they're underdogs, though. Like, I feel like the Titans will lose this game, but then win in... Houston and the same way with the Texans I don't like taking the Texans ever anymore because yeah, I don't know who's going to show up who's the fuck's going to show up they beat the Patriots lose the, the Broncos the next week I don't know what to trust I think this is one of the biggest stay away games of the year it's just terrifying I mean if you truly truly buy in to Ryan Tannehill and I'm not saying I don't believe that he's been good this year I just still, this Texans team beat the Patriots. They can be so hot or so cold. This is just a stay away from me. And um, you have anything else on that? Tennessee 6-1 and one against the spread last seven. Wow, Houston's 2-5 and five, their last seven. I would lean Shit. towards Tennessee and the I home team Tennessee, here. Yeah, but stay away. Knows. Yeah, this is maybe another stay away game we got right now. Rams at Cowboys. The Rams are favored by a point and a half, which is weird because I believe on Monday the Cowboys were favored by two and a half points. So that line has shifted. The over-under is at 48 and a half, and you can get that Cowboys money line right now for plus 105. I started the week thinking, oh, Rams are back. Rams are going to beat the Cowboys. But then I just got more and more nervous as this line moved. The Rams lay eggs. It's just an, it's kind of like that Texans-Titans game where I'm just confused. 
So if you have anything to enlighten me, Big Doug. I know that this is a hard one for you to stay away because the Rams have looked so good. I so bad, but I just I just Here's I think another it's stat just to tease you. Rams 7-1 against the spread the last eight road games. Fuck. It's only one and a half, B-Rob. Rams. I like the Rams here. I oh. think the Cowboys are... They they're such a mess, and they're gonna lose one more to bring. They're gonna make sure the Eagle Cowboy game defines the winner of that. That would be East. fascinating. I mean, I'm not gonna give out the Rams as a pick, but you guys can all sleep good at night knowing that I definitely am betting on the Rams. <laughs> I can't. I can't not. I did. I didn't bet on the Rams last week, and fucking Seattle. They just beat the shit out of Seattle, and I really think it was because I didn't bet on them. Um, let's get into. Two games, two kind of crappy games before we get into the Sunday night game. We got the Vikings at the Chargers. Vikings are favored by only a point and a half in LA. Over under is 45 and a half. The Chargers' money line is even. This is a weird game because both of these teams are weird. And I think, I mean, obviously the Chargers have nothing left to play for. Maybe Philip Rivers is trying to play for another year. And if he wants to play for another year, God bless him, we'll take him back. Oh, um, yeah. I think the Chargers are going to beat the Vikings. I wouldn't bet on it because I think it would curse it, but I could see. I think this is going to be a close game because I do think that the, the Chargers, Vikings baby. are overrated <laughs> and the Chargers play everyone close. And the one thing is like, oh yeah, the Chargers always lose close games. So does Kirk Cousins, I feel like. So. Yeah, and this could not be a more neutral field. I think. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to be like. I, I mean, maybe there's a bunch of Vikings fans. I don't know. Probably, there's going to be more than Chargers fans, but. It's not that I'm staying bad. away from this game, but um, I think it's telling that the Vikings are only favored by a point and a half. Chargers 7-3 against the spread. Their last 10 is an underdog. Fuck. All right. Well, let's look at the Browns at the Cardinals. The Browns are favored by three points. That over-under is 49 points. The Cardinals' money line you can find at plus 130. So you've got a battle of Heisman-winning quarterbacks, battle of Oklahoma quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield versus Kyler Murray. I really think this game is a toss-up because I don't think the Browns... I mean, I think they technically are still alive, but I think it's over for them. That loss to the Steelers two weeks ago, that kind of wrapped that it up. It, yeah. Um, I think the Cardinals' money line could be fun just because I could... The Browns are a type of team that now that they're out of it, I could see them melting down. OBJ will yeah. do something this weekend. Um, so, Plus, Car the Cardinals have lost six in a row. They're going to – like, Kyler win. needs to win one more. Yeah, and so this could this be the year. spot that they do that. Um, I think the Cardinals are the play there. Um, but, again, the Browns could – I don't know. The Browns, they're, they're, they're so up and down. They're so. This is very tough week gambling-wise because I think a, a lot of – you have, like, the, the elite teams in the NFL, and then you have a bunch of frauds. Yes. So many up-and-down teams in the middle of the NFL, which makes for a compelling playoff race – but it's also just the biggest mindfuck of not knowing which way to go in a lot of situations. Last game we're going to talk about, we got the Bills at the Steelers for Sunday Night Football. The Steelers are favored by a point. The over-under of this game is 37. The Bills' money line is um, minus 105. I think the Bills are way better than the Steelers, but the Steelers scare me. I don't like betting against them. They kind of always fuck me. Their defense is really good. The Bills' defense is really good. Yeah, the Bills are... Have a better offense and their defense. I'd still the Steelers have a better defense. The but Bills are good defense. The Steelers defense is getting is just absurd. I think, but I mean, the one thing Josh Allen does not turn the ball over. That's true, but the Bills are zero and five their last night games. 
Ooh, the Bills don't like playing at night. They don't like primetime, Brian. Jeez. That's why they should be in Buffalo, I guess, then. Um, This is kind (laughs) of a stay away. I mean, I like the Bills. I think the Bills are the better team. But I've just been kind of getting fucked on Sunday night football games lately. So I'm going to stay away. And by that, I mean I'm going to probably bet on someone, but I'm not going to give that out because I I don't really know. I'd lean Bills, but the Steelers have fucked me so many times. you agree? Absolutely. All right. Let's get into our best bets before we wrap up today's show. Um, we had quite the week last week. I was two and one in the NFL, four and zero oh in college football. So you like that six and one? And Big Dog, you were. I was two and one, but in the teaser, in the teaser hit, teaser hit for so four, four straight teasers. The teaser tease dog keeps rolling. Fifteen I mean, and twelve on the year, by the way. Yeah, and so I'm at seventeen and fourteen. We hit with the 49ers money line against the Saints, and then we also hit with the Browns Bengals over forty one and a half. That's three straight weeks with the over. Three overs in a row. Yeah, uh, I'm addicted. Um, and Life's too then, short to bet the end, <laughs> It baby. is. Big cat. Um, Seahawks money line. We missed on that. But don't you worry. I am back this week, and I'm feeling confident. Here are B-Rob's best bets for NFL Week 15. We got the Seahawks minus seven against the Panthers. I think the Seahawks are going to beat the shit out of them. I think Andrew said that they're 9-1 and one against the spread coming off a loss. That's correct. In their last 10 games. I love that. So Seahawks minus seven. The next game I got, Bucks minus four against the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions, we talked about how the Browns are done and kind of giving up. That is the Lions. They have freaking Jeff Blow, or they have, yeah, it's Blow. Yeah, still Bl- David Blow. David Blow, or whatever <laughs> his name though. is. Um, I like the Bucks minus four here. I, the Bucks offense has been amazing. I wouldn't even worry too much about Mike Evans being out because Jameis just slings it. Chris Godwin is great. And again, I think the Lions have kind of given up. Bucks minus four. And then my next one, we're going to try and continue this streak of overs. I'm going to give you the over 45 points in the Broncos-Chiefs game. I like this game to be high scoring. I think each team is going to score at least 24 points. I think the Chiefs could score something like 38. And the the Broncos do start off games hot, so maybe they get out to a lead, which causes Patrick Mahomes to throw all game. I love the over 45 in that. And again, I think that's going for four straight or three straight. I'll have to double check that. But we're hot with the overs. And then last thing I have for you, or last best bet, fuck it, Pats minus 10 against the Bengals. Patriots have been seeing all this shit in the media about them this week, about how, well, there's obviously the stupid Spygate thing, which isn't real. And even Roger Goodell said that's not real, so let's all move on from that. But they are also seeing all the writing on the wall about how they're washed and all this stuff. And the same thing happened last year. And the year before, and the year before that. I like them to bounce back here against uh, the Bengals, Pats minus 10. And then I have a new thing for you guys this week. What's that? Yeah, thank you, big dog. Um this parlay is called the 99.99% going to probably lose. But if it wins, which could happen, I think it's going to win, <laughs> you will hate yourself for not taking it. So that's what I'm going to give you. So it's a 20 to 1 parlay. Dogs only. You got the Cardinals money line against the Browns. The Chargers money line against the Vikings. The Cowboys money line against the Rams. And the Texans' money line against the Titans. 20 to 1 odds. Put 20 on that to win 400. And even though it'll 99.99% probably lose, if the first couple games win, oh my God, you're going to be feeling yourself for like 15 minutes. (laughs) But the come down is going to be terrible. All right, that's enough of me. To recap, Seahawks minus 7, Bucks minus 4, over 45 points in Broncos Chiefs, Pats minus 10, and then the 99.99% probably going to lose parlay. Big Doug, let's hear it. All right, I got I got the Packers at home against the Bears. I know it's a stay away game for you. 
Packers only four and a half at home. I like it. I like it. The Bears aren't that good. They've been struggling. I mean, the past two weeks they've looked good, but they're not that good. Packers need to win this to keep that number two spot. They need a home buy. Second game, I love the Raiders here. I'm back on my bullshit. I know I talk shit on the past three weeks. I love them. The Let only the reason the most angry we've ever heard Andrew on the podcast was him at the Raiders <laughs> a couple weeks ago. He was shaking with rage. So if you're going to listen to next week's podcast, there'll be a lot. There'll be there like might seven be some rage if the, page, if the Raiders lose. Sorry to interrupt. Take it away. The reason I absolutely love the Raiders here at six and a half. It's the last game in Oakland. And they're playing the freaking Jaguars. The black hole? Hey, Gardner, man. Take it easy. And that's the black hole, baby. One more <laughs> ride for the black hole. And then I got a teaser for you. We're going for five in a row now. Ooh. We're going to take the Seahawks at minus one. Okay. Going with the Raiders, minus half point, because I love them so much this week. You horny dog. I hate saying that so much. And then finally, the Pats minus four, because it's the fucking Bengals. It's a good move. Recap. Packers minus four at home. Raiders at home, minus six and a half. And then we get the teaser of the Seahawks. That would be minus one. Raiders minus half point, And the Pats minus four. Let's go. Ready to roll. <laughs> Big Dog, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. To everyone listening, thank you so much for listening. This, was, this has been the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob and Big Dog. We talked some NFL, some MLB, and then gave out our best bets this week. We will be back next week. We're going to be doing some college football bowl podcasts with Christo coming up. So get excited for that. And then we're going to talk to Alex very soon about some basketball as well. This has been the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. You can subscribe on Apple Music or on Spotify. Thanks for listening. Fuck LeBron James. <laughs>